galaxy madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me tonight are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Puna Kana, then now forever, CK and Joe Rodermill. What up, party people? <laughs> Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. And special guest, unexpected guest to anyone listening. This was unadvertised. Uh, the godfather himself of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Welcome back, Joe. Hello, ladies. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Thank you. I've been waiting about five months to say that. <laughs> been practicing. That's all? I practiced tonight. Quite, quite absolutely. <laughs> I did hear some underwear drop. On, on, on practiced <laughs> tonight, absolutely. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back. Ron, I love what you're doing. The, the interviews have been a pleasant surprise. Keep it up. Anybody out there listening, if you can send any interviews Ron's way, please do so. Uh, the the publicity's great, and I love hearing the, the story. So thank you very much as, as a listener. Ah, my pleasure. I always love interviewing. have a fun time hearing people's story, whether it's a talent or just another wrestling fan. We all kind of have our own unique point of view. Uh, before we get started, just remind. Oh, go ahead, Alo. Maybe we can get somebody to tell a story about Royal Rumble tickets. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was going to lead off the show or not. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, the, the ending to that story has not yet been written. Um, Many applications <laughs> to be imprinted. To, to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. So before we get into everything, we have... Falls count anywhere. We have a perfect edge coming up by the end of the week. Uh, unsanctioned, the first ever Matt Madness show recorded without me on it. Josh Prepaguina interviewed Anthony Cortez Haynes, I believe the self-proclaimed funny guy from the Facebook wrestling videos. Uh, check that one out. Prep did a great job. It was a fun interview. So listen to that one when you get a chance. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe. And we love to get five-star reviews. So if you have a minute, you know, please do us that favor. We appreciate it. And uh, we actually don't have a pay-per-view to review or preview this week. Are you serious? Which is very rare. You don't have a pay-per-view? In this day and age. There's one every other week. Yeah, usually we preview one, we review it, then the next week we're previewing the next one and reviewing it and so I, on. I guess that's the advantage of the Midsummer Classic. It is. So we have SummerSlam, what, almost three weeks away? Yep. So we got some time to kill a little bit. Some things are rounding into shape. Uh, our Universal Champion was actually on the show again this week. Uh, he interrupted Kurt Angle, or he came in after Angle's promo ended. Paul Heyman kind of said, like, we, I know what you're doing here. You need to get this belt off Brock. If he loses, he's leaving, and I'm leaving with him. So, do we think this means he's winning or losing? Do we think it even matters? I, I don't know where I, what I think right now. Anything to get Brock going, I'm fine with it. And get the belt on TV because it really needs to be... I kind of think television. it sets him up for a loss. And in my opinion, the way they kind of built it, it's kind of set up Samoa Joe for the win. Just the way I took it. Well, Brock's booked for No Mercy next month. Mm-hmm. It's a, the next month in September. So, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, laugh. what are your thoughts? 
I want him to fight John Jones so bad. <laughs> and anything that happens within our universe, I don't care. I think he will lose. I did not know about the next booking. I think all these appearances are to do all of his bookings prior to training for John Jones. I heard some rumblings of John Jones before the Cormier fight, which really? was yes, which yeah. was wonderful. Uh, I heard the beast versus the best about a week or two before Cormier. <laughs> I forget where, when, why, and how, but boy, was I stoked to read about that. <laughs> Uh, could that suggest that it was a work? Uh, I hope not. I actually had Cormier up 2-0 in the first two rounds. I thought he fought wonderful mm -hmm. and then got kicked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> That'll, change things. Yeah. That'll change things real quick. Yeah. So I'm, my early prediction is Lesnar losing. And, and then remember this wonderful world that we do live in is mm -hmm. in fact the work. So after John Jones, he'll come back in time for the Rumble and Mania <laughs> and someone will say, what are you doing here? And yeah. You're going to be all good. The Vince McMahon's character passed away on screen <laughs> and, and came back to life. Yeah. Well, so, when you got Brock Lesnar behind you, you can be worked back into the universe very easily. You could be work, work, work right back into the picture. I... Uh... That was my thought when I first heard Jones call him out. was like, okay, well, they are going to get the belt off him. I want the belt off him anyway. I want somebody who's there every week to have it. <clears throat> and so Bub I think Bubba Ray, excuse me, Bubba Ray tweeted it out. Mm -hmm. Jones needs to be front row at, <laughs> at SummerSlam. Oh, God. Triple H goes to a lot of the events, at least he used to. Book it. It would be it would be great, and I can't wait for the fight. Um, I I forget if it was Rogan or Sarah this week saying that uh, John Jones is would smoke Lesnar. Mm -hmm. I, I the weight differential. Uh, I'm sure Jones walks around at two and a quarter, so he'll probably fight around there two twenty five, two thirty. Who knows where Lesnar will show up? Yeah, but, but you see the smile on my face. The <laughs> listeners can't it's ear to ear. Yeah. I'll describe it. It's beautiful. So Glorious. I want Lesnar to lose, and I want John Jones at ringside. I, I think the shake-up, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I couldn't wait, to, <laughs> couldn't wait to see you guys. Samoa Joe, I think, wrestled a dark match on SmackDown. Really? Last night? It, 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 I, or, or a house show or something. It was a house show. But it was he fought Lesnar on a house show. To my no, he wrestled somebody else recently that we don't want him wrestling. Uh, I'll, I'll Google it during a, during a breath here. Uh, so uh, Lesnar losing. Joe ended up on SmackDown. So I have Reigns or, or Strowman. I would love Strowman. I still want him to do more kip-ups. <laughs> and he deserves it. We're getting cast jammed down our throats every week. And Strowman is leaps way beyond that big goon. Uh, give Strowman <laughs> the belt. He deserves it. So I'm glad that you brought this up about Braun. Um, and we mentioned unsanctioned already. Everybody gravitates towards like the smaller athletic guys. Everyone loves Sami Zayn and AJ and guys like that. And people say Roman can't wrestle because he's not those guys. But any unsanctioned you've ever listened to on this show... One of the things people say when I ask what made them fall in love with wrestling, first question, every single person has used the phrase larger-than-life characters. 
There aren't many of those left. Braun Strowman is a larger-than-life character. That's clear, clearly people like that. Clearly people want to see that. As much as people kind of derided Braun Strowman this time last year, I believe all of us included at this time, he has really turned into something you have to watch whenever he's on TV. Yeah, it started with the Jericho stuff back <clears> at Survivor <throat> Series. <throat> um, work, being on team, being on, the, on Team Raw, yeah. working with Jericho and Owen, so that brought some personality out of him with that whole scarf thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the anchor scarf. Yeah. Oh, and he actually picked the one that <laughs> yeah. Jericho was wearing. Yeah, that, that brought a lot out of a lot out of him, and then they had the Sami Zayn stuff, so mm-hmm. that also followed up. Then he put him directly against Roman, but that those those squash matches that he was having or enhancement matches actually kind of like built him up. So you know they got brought over James Ellsworth. <laughs> James Ellsworth. No, Roman Reigns had a lot to do with Braun's getting over. All those fights against uh, against Reigns, and they were cheering Strowman. Yeah, well, he came back putting as him the, in as the hero. Pretty he much. Up a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, he's he is a larger than life character. That spot where he threw Roman from the floor between the second and third rope, like that's incredible. Yeah, and I know Roman's helping that with like jumping, but still, it's <laughs> unbelievable to throw a guy from the floor over the second rope into the ring. That's, that's unreal. That's definitely the the main event right now at SummerSlam. The, the four way between these these guys this is going to be, well, I think, the best match that they have slated for the card right now. Has to be. I've been calling it the a monster movie for SummerSlam. That's basically what it is. What'd you guys think of the the, the three way match on Monday? Fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. If I could go back a minute, I oh, found yeah. I found the tweet. Um, Samoa Joe wrestled Ty Dillinger at a SmackDown Live event mm. three days ago. You guys like Ty? I don't. Who's that? The Joe? At the Joe? Yeah, I don't. I think that, if that was Saturday. They must have been, it might have been the Detroit show. Yeah, because yeah, both show shows were there. there. But it, about a month ago, I started seeing that Rollins and Ambrose were tagging together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they practice things. They do things at house shows on purpose. They've been doing yeah. it forever and ever. So uh, I'll never forget that Dan Spivey, Tiger Chung Lee match. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they'll test these things out and they might not make it, make it that far. Right, right. Absolutely. But uh, look for Samoa Joe. So writing's on the wall that he may be part of the next. Well, we've heard that if it's a shake up. that Vince is getting antsy and wants to shake shake it up, up again, again. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise he's me. He's going to shake it up. I the the match was great. Uh, I couldn't wait to tell all the listeners how much I hate Raw. Um, <laughs> I like everybody else has has a busy and important life. Mm-hmm. We, we went through this routine. Yeah. And I, to this day, still like to watch Raw live. Yeah. I might tur- not turn it on at 8 o'clock. Um, and, and now, I don't watch it all the way through on purpose. Yeah. Other, other than the three-way, when I put on the, the TV... It was it was Cass and show, and I was so annoyed that 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 <laughs> got the end. I do think though that Enzo is going to turn on Big Show and slowly morph into Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hmm. And better role for him. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they should do. But I still don't like him. <laughs> um, the, the current state of of the Raw Women's Division, I'm bored to death. I put on the television, and that's on. We'll get to that. And again, sitting on the couch and saying, oh, what a loser. <laughs> I should be reading a book to my children. So, eight, 
Angel's cousin came over Monday night. Okay. And we were all talking. We're all. No, of course not. So, Why? So, so we're all chilling. They want to. They want to have a conversation. So I'm just watching Raw. I have Raw. Passing the jammers there. around. Yeah, Pat. Still, still, jammers. Jammers. still crushing jammers. So, at ten at ten o'clock, she's like, "This is still on." <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, "You watch this every Monday." And and my my other complaint, and this is well documented. Two o five live guys. And the cruiserweights. Um, Neville has been a wonderful champion. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. But I can't... I'm so bored. Yeah. I, I turn it off. I, I I do something other than watch it. Yeah, I said that last week, too. They haven't really developed anyone that you could see as a champ to step in and take on Neville at this point. Yeah, no personalities. But That's what I, it is. I have such a fondness for Raw, the, the titles, all my questions that come in on a weekly basis. There's a title on Raw? I want, I want Raw to be two hours. Hold on to your chairs here. here. <laughs> on. I, I want Stone Cold and The Rock to wrestle for the belt. I don't need the Attitude Era back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a common misunderstanding. I, I want Macho Man to be the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. And I... I don't want the women's division on Raw. I don't want the cruiserweights on Raw. I I want two titles, two hours, and good storylines. And the talent right now is awesome. But it's not booked for us anymore. They don't care about us anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, had enough I, already. As I say, <laughs> got worked up. As I say, all businesses in a way give you the finger. And yeah. that WWE way of giving us the fingers is on their television. They, I said, they, they know what they can do. I, I said this a while, a few, a long time ago. But Vince says, I know, I know these people. I know what these people want better than they do. And really, he really does. It's just the fact that he doesn't do it because we know that if they want to, they can hit on all cylinders. For example, Great Balls of Fire. I'm not sure how what Laugh felt about it, but I said. It felt like an ad to our show because Raw mattered the next night. Mm-hmm. So you like had to t- tune in to Raw the next night because things mattered and you were looking for the carryover. But that doesn't happen on a weekly basis anymore. We're getting the same matches over and over again for no reason. Yeah. And you have a whole, you, like Laugh said, you have this great roster and on a brand split at that that you can access but you choose not to. So should yeah. I not give you enough reason for the rematches? Like, no. I didn't see the shoulder was up. That isn't a good reason for another match. Like, at the same time, at the same time, I do understand that we're older fans, so we we've seen and know everything and what's going to happen because we've seen them do it a million times. But it's like, come on, don't insult, don't don't insult our intelligence because you know there's a lot, plenty of time that Vince will watch, discover what NXT is. Hey, Hunter. The thing on the net, NXT. <laughs> I like that finish. Do not roll. It happens all the time. Yeah, it's like insulting our intelligence. Yeah, it happens often. I'd like to give you another gem, and hold on the two chairs for this one. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself, but the angle and Jason Jordan. <laughs> what a letdown! They they had me intrigued for three weeks. I fell into it's Dixie Carter. What I wanted it to be. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. It's Triple H. 
I wanted it to be Stephanie and H, and I wanted them to wrestle at SummerSlam. There, I said it. I I knew that what I knew it wasn't gonna be a thing because in this day and age, they wouldn't put Stephanie in that kind of spotlight. Well, they didn't have to have it be an affair. I but, don't. But that, it, it. It, but that's that's what it kind of had to be. But if for it to be like such a big secret, he's been going on about weeks, like in like, my career. That's the only thing when it comes to Stephanie, Kurt, and Triple H, it could have been. Because they could always refer back to the Add to Era stuff. And and that could have led to something else while Kurt was gone all those years. But I don't think they want to have that kind of light shine on Stephanie. Because she's like the face of the company. And they didn't want it and they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, was, I was into it. And I think one week it ended raw. Yeah. Like an old Batman show. <laughs> You know, tune in next week. Yeah, <laughs> to find out. Yeah, it was him and Graves at the end of the show. And, and as much as I love to give Triple H a hard time, that's what I wanted. I yeah. wanted, I wanted Angle back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm afraid is that this is all going to lead up to Jordan and Angle in the ring with Angle putting him over. Mm-hmm. Um, could be. I mean, they also could throw. It looks like they might be throwing Gable in there too. That's on SmackDown, though. I know, but like they, I. Kind of heard people talking that they could say that it was the wrong, wrong son. And then, I, mean, <laughs> I don't. Well, you said, I hope. And, and you saw you, you saw Gable the singles that showed ankle locks Joey, in there. Kurt yeah. Angle's black. <laughs> so, so. What? <laughs> and we got we got the wrong the wrong guy from American. The Alpha. wrong Alpha. Do you my eyes deceive me? <laughs> yeah, I. I kind of at least went into that knowing, like, this is not going to be anything earth-shattering. Yeah. It's going to be at the end of this tunnel. Well, I thought it was good. You know, they, it was going to be a push, good push for Jordan, and then I heard his mic skill, and I was like, don't push Jordan. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Yeah, well, Intercontinental Division, <laughs> we are getting to that right now. Um, Miz TV had Jason Jordan, who we just spoke about on the show. I said last week they have to get Jordan away from doing the sappy, like, oh, he's my dad, and it's so great, and I'm, I'm so happy. That, like you, you said, first night, fine. After that, like, stop it, because people are not going to buy into it. Uh, I think they sensed that, and that's why they put him in there with The Miz, because they knew if anybody could take any heat off of Jason Jordan, it would be The Miz. I, I created that, by the way. <laughs> Miz gave him some gold. Yeah. You did. You you did say that, that that's who they should put him in there with. I didn't necessarily think it was a, a great segment for Jordan. I thought The Miz did what The Miz does. I thought he was great. He got a lot of heat. Jordan is impressive physically. Like that belly to oh, belly yeah, awesome. into The Miz Taraj was a nice spot. Um, they got to figure out what to do with him character-wise. Because he's not bad. I don't think he's bad on the mic. I think you're just giving him crap to work with. Yeah. He was monotone in every like he he showed no no change in, in emotion. He was all just reading whatever was in front of him. Yeah, in, so my, in my in my sense, this is what I said last. I'm week. a highly trained actor. <laughs> well, that that's exactly what I said last week. He's not an actor, and they're making him be an actor. That's not what he does. He can cut a promo. He like he, with Gable, you saw him have some charisma and some personality. They're not allowing him to have any because it's so scripted. That's one of the problems they have with a lot of their talent. Um, so, but, so they gave us this, that's my dad. Yeah, that's all you're getting. Did, were you happy with the way this came off? I had a love-hate relationship with it. Because I love the Miz cutting him off. Oh, I got to give it Jason Jordan for keeping kayfabe alive. <laughs> Did anybody see the picture where Jason Jordan took with Kurt Angle's family? Yes, that was awesome. Keep, keeping kayfabe alive. <laughs> Good job, Jason Jordan. But 
like you said, he's not an actor, but the reason I didn't mind it last week, too, is because he's still on that high. And he came with Miss TV, still kind of on that high as well, mm-hmm. find out who his dad was. So he kind of has a reason to feel excited. And like I said last week, the Miz is going to ask the hard questions and kind of like get into his head a little bit yeah. and, get, and get some heat for, Jack, for Jordan to get out of his shell. So I still can't judge this yet because I need to see how he's going to react next week because since, the Miz, since he now has a gripe with the Miz and he still has some heat with the Miz too. So I, have to kinda, I can't judge this as a whole right now. Because it's going to take a while for Jason Jordan to kind of get up, break out that old, oh, he's my dad shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm over that already, though. Oh, but by the way, Maurice, my god, gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is, is Jason Jordan going to end up with an Intercontinental title match? Oh, yeah. Already? Yeah. That's where, that's where they're kind of leading you towards. Yeah, in honor of his dad. <laughs> They're going to bring back the Europeans so he can be the Eurocontinental champion. No, Ron, no more, no more titles. <laughs> we go, we go every time we get a question. Uh, no, no more, no more titles. This a couple minutes ago, two titles. They, they got a, they got a United <laughs> Kingdom title that they can't even have a television show for. So no more titles. And we could have three. The Hart Foundation can come back as the tag team. <laughs> <laughs> now, laugh. Did you see any promise in this at all, or you just see this as like going nowhere? I don't like it at all. I <laughs> no surprise. I've learned uh, as I've learned and grown to like the Miz and the work that him and Maurice. This should never took him off of SmackDown. This should have never ended talking smack. Um, Did you watch it every week? No, I didn't. I would catch the clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd see like what happened that was important. and and in. Enjoyed the emotion, mm-hmm. and Vince wasn't scripting it. That's why he canceled it. Let's not. Yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody does. I want to make a point about Kurt Angle. Uh-huh. Um, next time you see him on television, his knees are always bent. He looks <laughs> like a real-life action figure. He was standing <laughs> up. His knees are bent. I love Kurt. Kurt, keep it up, man. Can get better and get back in the ring. It's like Eck is setting him up in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> his bent knees, knees are bent. It's a riot. He's an elite. Kurt Angle's an elite. <laughs> the Kurt Angle elite is the GM of Raw. So they announced Jordan at, as the son. They hugged or whatever, and now all of a sudden, the, the, is the payoff this program with the Miz? I I guess so. I don't care. But does the payoff have to be him winning the championship? No, I don't think he's going to win. The payoff is going to have him more TV time, more about the matches, and kind of build him up to maybe a high-level card guy. But I, the payoff, I would think, for him, which is kind of kind of a good thing, but he's still a lot more I need to see from him to be excited about that. And they, yeah. they gave it so much time and mm-hmm. money and effort and angle. There's got to be a payoff. He's got to turn on his father. Yeah, he's he has to... Make his Star Wars storyline disappointed. He has to, dude. There, there, there's got to be more to it. Yeah, because start dating Emma and she corrupts him. I'll be happy. <laughs> but like last said, he wanted it to be Triple H and Stephanie. And I think Jordan will turn on Angle eventually. But does it go with Stephanie and Triple H? Because we haven't seen them since WrestleMania, and when they do come back, what, what kind of direction are going to be? Are they going to have? Because Rollins is in something else now with Ambrose, what we'll get to. But like when Triple H and Stephanie do return, what kind of angle are they going to play? 
Because I do think Jason Jordan will end up turning on Kurt Angle eventually, and I do want him to go with Triple H and Stephanie. Hmm. Well, that'd be interesting. I don't know, though. I, To me, and laugh, I agree with what you said. There was, like, all this buildup. Then the thing happened, and I was very much like, I'm not going to judge the reveal. I'm going to wait and see what the reveal leads to before yeah. I really judge it. And it just doesn't feel... I don't feel like there's anywhere really good for it to go. Did you ever see the movie Screwed with Norm and Chappelle? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the, the older woman... There's a scene in the movie where she goes, Who cares? <laughs> I actually did that when Jason Jordan came out. Oh, his music is horrible, by the way. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good entrance music. They, they, they did not do a good job of... of having something really ready to go when they did reveal it. I don't know if they maybe jumped the gun on it because it seemed like that even making that the thing wasn't in the plans all along anyway. It's like they just kind of like, okay, we're just going to do this. Well, yeah, they probably and just threw backed it themselves there. into a corner. Like, all right, we have this phone call. Corey Graves is coming up to Angle. What are we going to do with it? And they Aha! <laughs> yeah, because th- there was the phone call with Angle where he's like, you know, I'm not ashamed of what we share, and it's like, what are... Yeah, I mean, the pieces don't really add up to where it led, and I think they just kind of figured something out. No. We probably spent a little too much time talking about this, to be honest. Uh, I feel like we should have the Unsolved Mysteries theme <laughs> playing in the background while we talk about this. Yeah, women's division. Oh. I don't know that any one of us is happy with where things are heading now. Alo, you told me Bailey's... Supposedly hurt. hurt. Yeah. We had Alexa saying she was glad that Bailey won because she Loved didn't it. feel like facing Sasha again, which at least in a way that leads into a story they could tell for that match because that I'd assume that's going to be the SummerSlam match now, mm-hmm. unless they make it Nia Jax. But mm-hmm. but I, I do I did love Alexa's promo. It was perfect. Yeah, it's the thing we need more Alexa in here. I mean, we had a lot of it in SmackDown when she was the champion there, and we're not getting as much of it now. Well, because she got a lot of time on Talking Smack, which led to a lot of. Sound bites and clips for her that circulated on social media. Now she's on Raw where they have the most time but can't find time for most stuff. <laughs> yep. Because they're too busy plugging HBK movies. <laughs> they're going straight to DVD. It pains me. <laughs> He's got to awesome see nothing. Corey Graves <laughs> pitching that movie. I was, I was actually felt bad for Corey Graves pitching that movie with that goofy smile on his face. Was like, Corey, you are too good to be doing this. Leave that to Michael Cole. Am I the only one who felt like that was just so unnatural? I would say the only one. I would say the only one. Wasn't there a train wreck in the ring? And, yeah. and then it went to the table and they were like, I gotta tell you about this awful movie. Oh, gosh. I never even got the chance to Going see the first straight one. to DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really even sure what they're doing from here, and there's not really a whole lot to even talk. And about. At the same time, it's like how many times do you see Bailey versus Nia Jax? Like really? But what I'm upset about is right now, right now, Sasha and Charlotte are not on the SummerSlam card. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They, their main event on Raw, their headline of the pay per view. I don't even remember what pay-per-view it was. Do you remember like eight years ago? (laughs) 17. (laughs) It was Hell in a Cell. But, and I am losing interest in Alexa pretty quick. Really? Yes. I loved her on SmackDown towards the end. And 
now again it comes it, every time that I move away from the television and come back, there's something on that I don't enjoy. And Alexa's one of them. I, I'm not. I'm not interested. It's not keeping my attention. Is it the story or her? Both. Really. Both. Um. And and I've said this before. I, I've never taken a bump. I. I it, all their hard work on the road. I applaud them for that. Sometimes, who am I to judge? Is, is so. So this is all my opinion. Uh, so. She's working hard. I, I am not uh, complaining or or saying anything about that. But I I want heel Charlotte back. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I want Alexa back on SmackDown. <laughs> I, Idealistic view. I want heel uh, AJ Styles back too. That I miss. When things are working, Vince changes them. <laughs> It's crazy. And you want Macho Man with the title. Yeah. <laughs> I would love The IC belt. You're not asking a lot. You're not asking a lot. I would love if he came back and faced the Miz at SummerSlam. <laughs> that would be awesome. And that, that Brooklyn crowd would boo it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he could take time off from pits and slim gyms and get some in-ring work. I, that Brooklyn crowd is so bad that Macho Man could come back. <laughs> Pomp and circumstance could play out of nowhere. He comes out in his robe with Elizabeth. He does the twirl, and people are chanting about the IC bill. Like that, that's how bad that crowd is. Yeah, women's division, I feel like, is in a weird place. Not a whole lot to really it's even talk about. It's even in a weirder place now with the whole Bailey situation. Mm-hmm. Something I did find entertaining this week, of course, the WWE.com exclusive. Dana Brooks and talks with Titus Worldwide. Really? Yes. So he may get his first female aboard. Yes. Wow. What happened to his first client? Apollo. Apollo, he's still around, he's right? He's still around. He was he's around last not, week. He doesn't even have to wrestle anymore. That's oh, how yeah. well off That's he how successful now. he is. All he has to do is take selfies That's, now. That Titus Brand's really cool. No more bumps, no he more losses, no more injuries. He just hangs out ringside <laughs> and takes a selfie. Titus got him back doing the paperwork for his new clients. Yeah. Now yeah, that let, let the other people do the heavy lifting. Now that I'm interested in. I just work with Dana Brooke. Because like I said, Dana Brooke, I'm not a biggest fan, but I know she could be entertaining. Yeah, she can talk. She mm-hmm. can be aggravating. Yeah. Like I think she'd be funny in a promo with him. Uh, tag team division, obviously we all know. This is going to end up with Rollins and Ambrose facing Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag titles at SummerSlam, at least I assume. The whole story of Ambrose not trusting Seth... But he keeps, he bailed him out. He took the, it's not even like he saved him. He just took the beating with him. <laughs> so, like, I don't trust you. I'm not with you, but I'm going to go out and get beat up with you. It's just kind of an odd way to tell the story. Kind of, but I, I like the idea of the fact that he doesn't trust Seth. So, you're not, like, just totally throwing out that storyline, which, you know, was a major thing not so long ago. It's kind of playing to that. I mean, maybe you're going a little overboard with it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with Ambrose come running in, and again, they just get beat up. But ultimately, I like the I like the throwback to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I really I enjoy seeing them together. But what does it does it end up with them tag team champions? Does it end up with them losing? See, that's what I kind of hope doesn't happen though. And see, my thing was because I mentioned last week how I thought the reason Bailey got the title shot instead of Sasha is because Sasha will get the turn on 
uh, um, on Bailey. Mm -hmm. Now, if Bailey is hurt, this opens up a possible heel turn for Dean Ambrose. Because the whole story has been Dean Ambrose doesn't trust Seth. And in a few weeks ago, Seth was like, hit me. Take your shot. I'll turn my back to you. And then Dean, has, Dean hasn't hit him, but he's still hitting back. I don't trust you. And now, being, going, going for the tag house is like the ultimate step. Like, okay, we're partners now. So I think it would give a lot of substance to Dean Ambrose if he actually did turn on Seth Rollins. Because Dean Ambrose, he needs something. I've said constantly that he needs to be with Seth to get the best out of Dean Ambrose. Because he's a lunatic fringe, but he doesn't do anything. All he does is... Make do jokes and come out and hit dirty deals on people. He doesn't do anything. That's not the Dean Ambrose I liked in the Shield. Yeah, he definitely needs a heel turn. That that's not Dean Ambrose. So give him substance. And he's needed a heel turn. People say Roman needed a heel turn. Ambrose needed a heel turn a long time ago. Way more than Roman did. So I think this is a way that you could possibly turn him heel now. Since if Bailey does go down, because I don't think they'll give you two heel turns in one night. That's just too good for us. <laughs> and too redundant to an extent. Yeah. But I think that adds, this adds a lot of substance because in the back of your head, it's like, okay, maybe can Ambrose trust De um, can Ambrose trust Rollins? But if we switch around, can Rollins trust Ambrose? Yeah, I, I told you guys, and laugh, I don't know if you remember me saying this on the show, but what I kind of was hoping they would do when Seth kind of offered his back, like, take your shot, get me back, I was kind of hoping Dean would say, like, no, that's too easy. Like, I'll get you when I want to get you. And basically it's hanging over Seth's head. Like, he's got, I got one coming to me. Maybe this is what they're leading towards is he's... And then you can kind of tease it. In yeah, these, the, these he, he's ultimately going to finally it. get his revenge that he's been wanting to get for three years now. Maybe over three years. I think it is. Because it was right after Mania, right? Oh, um, it was after, not after Payback. Okay. 2014, but three years ago. Um, you guys are crazy. About what? This is awesome. <laughs> I never said it wasn't bad. I didn't say it was bad. I can't wait for this match. I can't wait for them to win the belts. And that's his thing. You you want him to have a thing. Mm -hmm. That That's his thing. This is great. Yeah, it'll be entertaining, no doubt. Rollins has been wasted. Uh, Balor's been wasted. <laughs> that um, the the mid-tier heel, who, who are they going to wrestle? They're not... Making a fun IC program. We're getting Jason Jordan. We could have Balor or or Seth in, in the IC race. Mm -hmm. I still want it Goldust to beat him, the Miz, for the belt one more time. But I digress. <laughs> I I love this. This is wonderful. It's going to be the type of match I want to see. I want to see a lot of it. Yeah, I have no doubt if this does happen at SummerSlam. I'm just playing two on two. That'll be the part of the match tonight. I have no doubt. In my mind about that, because like I'm still thinking the four way will. That'd be the most physical match, but from an in ring, from a whole total in ring perspective, I think it'll be that tag match. I think that tag match we gonna get way more time than that fatal four way. Because Brock ain't working more than ten minutes. <laughs> you don't have to. You can hide outside the ring for a couple minutes. And... So will the Brooklyn crowd chant Brock snapping? Uh no. They'll be too busy waiting for Roman. You can't wrestle to Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this could be good. I think it's... I don't know. I, I think I might have even been a little turned off with the fact that there were reports that Vince and Triple H were pissed that they hugged last week after Why? they won. And it's like, come on. Like, get over it. He, he didn't do the fist bump. 
Like, I, that really soured me on the whole thing. It's like, if you're going to do it, like, just do it. Don't he worry about it. He immediately backed out of the hug, which sold it even more. He had a moment where he just completely forgot about it, which is kind of kind of cool. Kind of plays into the story. Yeah, like, he got the like, he got wrapped up. That's the other thing, why it wasn't bad. What's the whole thing the Miz keeps saying about Ambrose? You can't beat me. I keep beating you. Every time you step in the ring with me, you lose. He got to win this time. So I, I get the, if, if you're talking about, you mentioned the emotion of, of talking smack. In the emotion that he's like, Caught up in it, like oh, I got, I got a win over this guy. It makes sense he would give him a hug. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And he went for the fist bump. He didn't do it. He rolled out and kept celebrating on his own. Yeah, like that kind. Of, they need to stop worrying about like the small dumb stuff that nobody cares about. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why they'd be pissed about that. It just makes no sense. I can't think of anybody who actually watches wrestling seeing that and be like, oh, they Dean trust him again too soon. Like nobody thought that, but Vince. Believe it or not, there people have. <laughs> really? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. People do that. People in Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense then. Um, and wrestling Twitter. I do think this match is going to be awesome. Yeah. I, think it's I mean, be anytime I get to see Cesaro is a treat. Um, well, that's my thing. I, I I know the match will be good, and I look forward to the match, but I still, I still want to kind of keep the titles on Cesaro and Sheamus a little bit longer and see what we can do with them. Doesn't Sheamus have something to do? I, I think, think he filmed I think he it. A mo- oh, he did? Okay. Remember, so he remember, remember, he wasn't on Raw for like three weeks. Hmm. Two or three weeks. So That's true. Another Turtles movie? No, <laughs> no it's a Shawn Michaels movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> doing the a, Resurrection of Gavin Stone. They're doing a collab. <laughs> pure, pure Country? Is that what that one from last night was? Something. Something like country. That. I saw country. a commercial today on Regular Turtles. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, it sounds like something from Showtime back in 96. <laughs> it does. Called Pure Bomb. <laughs> Yeah, well, straight to DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, we had the Hardys getting a win over Gallows and Anderson. Two young tag teams. It, oh, God. That, what an idiot. Um, the Revival were gold on commentary. I liked the, this whole thing, this whole the, Yeah, them saying, like, oh, it's a pleasure for us to be here, Mr. Graves and Mr. Booker. I loved that. Um, it kind of leads me to believe that we might see a number one contenders match out come out of it. Possibly, or it'll be all three of them in a match together. Yeah, all three of them for another one, number one contenders match. I don't think all three of them because the Hardys got rid of the club, so I think it's, they have more of a break with the revival now. Even though the club did attack them from behind. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when Cole mentioned that uh, Matt called them obsolete mules on Twitter, <laughs> as soon as he said, it, I'm like, stop talking about Twitter. <laughs> like, there's, there's something actually happening. But the revival saved him. Like, you know what? You didn't need to bring that up. <laughs> and Graves follows with, yeah, I reported them for a violation of terms and services. I was like, all right, Corey Graves just saved the whole the whole Twitter thing. But they were great on commentary. Uh, I would like to issue an apology to the revival. I know Alo and myself were not big fans of them last spring and summer. I think by, like, SummerSlam weekend... We might have come around on them because their matches were just always great. Yeah, they were my tag team of the year. So you can't say I don't give. Yeah, we by by the end of of 2016, we came around on them and we were fans of them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I ever doubted these guys, they're awesome. What do you think of these guys? Like? I am enjoying their work. I wanted to make a point. Mm-hmm. I want the Hardys to put them over. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> the Hardys have been losing for months. That's not gonna happen. And Maybe then I watched them after the the four corners match, and and Vince does the shake up. I, I'm I want Matt Hardy to be the champion. When we were at Battleground, and 
the story, the stories, the stories you shared last week. I really enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in attendance with my son, <laughs> and it's documented everything that he loves. I hate. <laughs> he was asking me about Tazala to <laughs> yesterday or today, and I said, "Who?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He makes this noise, Daddy. And I'm like, I gotta go to work. I want Matt to win the belt. When we were there at Battleground, there were so many delete chants. This delete is so over. I know they're in a legal dispute. Vince has more money than Jeff Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Keep going and give him the title. Strap the rocket. Let him see what he does. I I think it's a great time. City to city, town to town, the, the the people will chant. I haven't seen anything like the lead since Daniel Bryan with Yes. And I think Vince should take advantage of that. And the, look who's the champion on SmackDown. I can't wait till we get to that topic. <laughs> Give him the title. Give him, give him the title. The delete's over. Run with it. Yeah. I did see something about GFW trying to trademark the Broken Universe and didn't go yeah, through. Yeah, they got denied. Yeah. I did see that. And Matt Hardy, who was teasing very broken on WWE.com, of course. Not TV, but WWE.com. Mm -hmm. Well, they the fact that they brought up Obsolete Mule on TV. And then they say something on commentary other than Obsolete Mule? Maybe. I don't remember. I can't remember exactly. But the fact that they... Are using the Matt, the broken Matt Hardy terminology on commentary tells you that they're getting closer to it. And Matt did say on Twitter something about it's coming. Yeah, I I, I think we might get it at SummerSlam or the night after. Because mm. oh, on the promo he says something's awake awoken them or something like yeah. that on WWE.com. So maybe that hints to it. But at the same time, it's like he said we lost, so something awoken us. But still, like there's no reason for you to be broken. Just because you lost doesn't mean. Okay, I'm broken now. Yeah, I do want to see the Hardys put over the revival though. It's not happening. I don't think we I would love that. Well, they're the young, I'm up in. and coming team. Well, the, if the Hardys are broken. They're not going to. That's the thing. Well, no, I think that will be what is the last straw for them becoming broken. Because the revival did beat the Hardys a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Joseph, what were you gonna say? No, I, I said my piece. I said I would like oh. to see him put revival over. It'd be, it'd be nice. Who do you want to see? Oh, we already know it's going to be uh, Ambrose and uh, Rollins. Never mind. And nobody, nobody's going to champion Matt Hardy being WWE champion than me. No. <laughs> yeah. Give the him the belt. Give it to him. <laughs> He's had his body on the line for years. Mm -hmm. Give him the belt. Uh, I'm with you. I would love to see that. Uh, Bray Wyatt cuts another <laughs> Bray Wyatt promo. Lights go out. And Finn is now Supernatural also. I rolled my eyes at this. Yeah, well, the the one thing I did enjoy about it, though, is how much Bray loved it when he realized... He didn't look, but he realized, like, oh, he's behind me. Yeah. He was laughing. I always enjoyed that aspect of Bray, but I don't know. What does anybody think of this? Joseph? Didn't move the me needle. Alo, well, you just said you rolled your eyes. No, because they tease us with the demon heartbeat, the entrance. I'm like, I was like, oh, don't do this now. But then he just comes out, and he's just... Normal Finn Balor, his jacket, leather jacket, leather jacket. He's he's Armani exchanged out. Got his hands back. Got his hands out and like that. Fonzie, I'm surprised they haven't started calling him Fonzie with all their really topical <laughs> references. Hey. So I, I, and then it, when it comes to Bray Wyatt, it's just like, why? Why is this a thing? I don't know. We, we, I don't know why this is a thing. Me neither. No, there's, no, there's nothing. To, there's nothing ever to bring. Demonic wire. force versus demonic force. Yeah, laugh. I know you mentioned a few minutes ago that Finn is being wasted. 
I'm not sure how you feel about Bray Wyatt. I think you you did like him at one time. I don't know if you still do. Do you see anything here worthwhile? I liked his stuff with the Wyatt family and the Shield. Their matches were wonderful. They had chemistry together, and they put on matches that I enjoyed watching a lot. Uh, the best thing he's done in a long time is <laughs> date JoJo. <laughs> House of Horrors? The high point? <laughs> that is a high point to reach. Yeah. Pinnacle of his career? Yes. Um, I felt happy for him when he won the belt. I thought the program with Orton stunk. Um, the the program with Seth stunk, and and now I'm not excited about this. I I don't like this at all. You can't get excited for Bray. I mean, he's, you're so used to him losing and saying the same rhetoric over and over again. It's like. Why care? Yeah, because yeah. you know he's just... Cause I said, I said um, a few weeks ago before this even started, they're building Bray Wyatt to face Demon Finn Balor. Yeah. And I assume they're going to... I hope they have a match, and, and Bray does win that match, so de- so, so he can kind of tap into de- Finn's Demon moniker. But at the same time, Finn kind of showed he's supernatural which is popping up in the ring like that on Monday night. So they might not be they might not be going that direction, but we are going to see Demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I assume we'll see Demon Finn Balor in Brooklyn. Well, no, I'm sorry, Demon King. I'm you sorry. ready for oh. that? You ready for that call again? You ready for it? We have to do that. You ready for that madness? No, I do not want to hear Demon King ever again. That, he that was annoyed so, me so much. He was so mad. Oh no, I'm still mad about it, and they haven't said it in a year. He was turning shades of purple. They, I have not heard Demon King since summer. I didn't even hear it at SummerSlam last year because we were in the stands. I haven't heard it since the Raw before SummerSlam. Well, JoJo year, actually still mad no, because JoJo introduced him as Demon King. Okay, so then and I that's when you SummerSlam. got pissed off. Right. See, it's hard. It's hard for me to remember every time I got pissed off. Well, then, I will never forget. Almost that. from start to finish. As bad as I now. <laughs> as bad as that night was, I'll never forget it. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah, the wet blanket that yeah. I was that night. Um, I loved his match with Daniel Bryan. Also, uh, was that an opener? Why, or why, or yeah, something Rumble, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good match. Where Bryan had to kill himself to give him a good match. Yeah. Uh, he's had good matches, but yeah, typically with guys who make it a good match. There are things Bray does well, but he's not like this exceptional worker in the ring. I love that move he does. The the combo of, of the Tito Santana Ariba flying forearm and, and a, like a cross body mm-hmm. where he throws himself at the mm-hmm. person off the ropes. I, I really enjoy that. I think it's a high impact. I think that's a good move. I have enjoyed his stuff in the ring in the past. I have. But not lately. <laughs> no. There's been not a lot. No meat on the bones for anything he's doing. Uh, Elias... Actually got a pop in his hometown of Pittsburgh. And I loved immediately it. Turned I loved it. I enjoyed that too. Laugh. Actually, I'm curious because <laughs> I, you're a very old school wrestling fan. You know, you obviously grew up watching the '80s and early '90s wrestling in your formative years. Elias to me seems like a throwback type character. Do you see anything in him, or are you out on Elias? Do you walk with Elias? <laughs> I'm going to answer this a couple different ways. First of all, I met him in the Orlando airport. I forgot about that. And and you told him you were a fan of his work. I, so I don't want to be a liar or a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, but again, I've never taken a bump, so I appreciate yeah. what these 
gentlemen do and ladies do for me on a weekly basis, away from their family, traveling town to town, city to city. We can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to everybody out there. Uh, I, I said, yo, Drifter, and, and actually I was much closer than that. I didn't have to yell. Yeah, and, yelling in his and, ear. And, and, I, and I said, I've been yelling in the listeners' ears for 45 minutes now. I, I, I love your work. Uh, some version of, of keep it up or, mm-hmm. or thank you. So in the moment, it was great. It was great meeting him. I love the music in the beginning because mm-hmm. it's... It's heat. It 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 gets heat. the The crowd's gonna boo, and that's fun. It makes ha- you want to see him lose. Yeah, yeah. I haven't enjoyed the, the the ring work, and I did feel bad on Monday night because it got a CM Punk chant. Mm. I I thought the match was slow. I thought they gave it too much time. Now I don't know how much time was given, so you could. Yeah, but like, it was only six minutes. It was approaching ten, I think. But like I, maybe eight. I, I thought it was too much time. Uh, Vince and/or Hunter must like him because he's really getting a push, and a push for the belt. No, but TV time is a push. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, men and women in the in the back room. A lot of investment. For there, there's a there's a lot of guys in the locker room that are dying to get on television. And Vince is putting them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm shocked you didn't, men- you didn't say this. How do you feel about just Elias? Uh, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but again, it, they're so hung up in like <laughs> the minutia of all these small things. It's like, worry about... <laughs> it's like, worry about... What matters? His name is not what's going to make or break him. No one's going to nitpick about that. Don't worry about where he's going. He's like fighting. it's, it's fine. I feel like they called him Elias anyway. But like you don't need to make a point of that he's just Elias now. I laughed so hard. I thought Ron's going to hate this. Yeah, I, I, I think I probably tried to tune it out. He's like a modern age honky tonk man. Yeah, I. <laughs> I will say this for him though. Uh, I'm. He was one of the guys I had the pleasure to meet at the performance center. Nobody knew who he was yet. And Nick Lendl, who we had on, he's the uh, indie ring announcer, who actually just, congratulations to Nick Lendl, just announced his first Ring of Honor show, which is pretty cool. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome for him. But he's from Pittsburgh, and Elias is from Pittsburgh. So Matt Bloom, also from Pittsburgh, made it a point to say, hey, we got a guy from Pittsburgh here. And he took, like, a lot of time out, like, talking to us as a group, like it was 10 or 12 of us, answered a bunch of questions, kind of like... Popped that Nick was from Pittsburgh. He's a super nice guy. Um, yeah, he's he doesn't do anything spectacular in the ring. He does have a good look, and like you said, he goes out there and he makes everybody in that arena want to see him lose by the time he's done singing or by the time he gets interrupted in the middle of his song. <laughs> and keep him on NXT! <laughs> what are we doing? They didn't really give him enough time on NXT. They didn't give him enough time. Uh, I, I didn't NXT. see like him getting called up like he did, but heck, what do I know? Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Uh, we don't need to talk about big cast and the big show, but how is this the main event? <sighs> how do you have Nakamura and Cena as the main event on SmackDown and this was your main event on Raw? Kind of falls a little short, huh? A little bit. Yeah, because when I saw Stroll, the triple threat was in the middle of something, what the hell are they doing? The main event was not seven foot tall, <laughs> and I will say that. And there was no finish, I right? Know. Honestly, it? I don't even remember. I was this, like, this is my so notes much. for this is just 14 question marks in a row. <laughs> this has lost so much steam. It's not good anymore. It's not good. No, it's not. Um, 
I think we're done with Raw unless anyone has anything else they want to add. We're done. The last thing I want to say, though, is the when they were doing one of the plugs for whatever that Rosenberg show is called. Uh-huh. What is it called? Bring it to the table. Yeah. They, there was a question up there. Are there too many wrestling podcasts? Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the show. I never would. But I saw that as like one of the questions. I don't know if it was one they had already done, but I think it was a preview for the show to come because there was a John Jones, Daniel Cormier question in there. So, Rosenberg, there's too much of you. <laughs> you bring nothing to the table. You're, you suck. You're not entertaining. You're not interesting. You're annoying. I'll never watch anything you're a part of. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, there's only one. <laughs> Thank you. So that's with, all I have to say. With about many that. branches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so SmackDown. I know I kind of went off a little tangent there, but I'm gonna start SmackDown with Ronnie versus the World. <laughs> so another tangent. Yes. Uh, a former pro wrestler by the name of Road Dog Jesse James, who I believe is an avid listener of our show. <laughs> this. This guy, to me, represents everything that justifies fans hating WWE. He's run SmackDown. It's a show that's been superior to Raw almost every week for the last year, I would say. Um, but he keeps getting in these Twitter wars with fans. And it's like, he says something. Like Somebody said made a comment about like whether a match was good or not or... He basically said, like, oh, most fans don't know what a five-star match even is. Like, insulting the fans. And then him and X-Pac get into a thing of, like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, I guess you got to choose between, you know, five-star matches and making money. As if having five-star matches would somehow prevent you from making money. Like, you either do great wrestling or you make money. Like, dude, you can actually... it. Oh, he, and he made a comment, like, oh, yeah, the casual fans, like... You're not getting casual fans. That's why you're only getting two and a half million people that watch your show. You get the same hardcore fans every single week. You're bleeding this group dry, buying your merchandise, buying your tickets. Royal Rumble tickets. Yeah, Royal Rumble tickets. <laughs> Subscribing to your network. Expensive tickets. So I get it. I get the concept behind trying to be appealing to casual fans, but you're not doing that. They're not showing up except to watch WrestleMania and maybe now SummerSlam. But on a weekly basis, you're doing nothing to attract those people. So how about not insulting the people who are there every week? And everybody knows I have not been the most fan-friendly guy on this show. But don't insult the people who are actually there. You know, you don't have to insult the fans that are there because you want other ones too. How about please the people who are watching and then do things that will make other people want to tune in? So, Road Dog, you're not some smart... Uh, oh, it's all about character. It's not about wins and losses. How many good characters do you have? You have, like, five. So, uh, that... I don't know. It, it really pisses me off. You're arrogant, you're kind of obnoxious, and you're not as good at this as you think you are. That's Ronnie versus the World this week. Anybody have any thoughts? <laughs> so, getting to SmackDown. Road Dog will give you this. Hell of a main event. You booked the dream match, John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Built as as the dream match. Shinsuke Nakamura gets a clean win. They booked Nakamura too strong in this match. <laughs> well, what I have written down here is well, 
Nakamura is 37 years old. So Cena, he didn't put over any young talent. <laughs> well, Nakamura just broke John Cena in half too. He did, dude. That was na- how nasty was it that? It was very nasty. I I, 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 hate that they replayed it because it made me cringe again. I was yeah. glad he got up. I was me really too. Glad. I was concerned when I saw him. I think he didn't know what the move was. Mm-hmm. I think he thought it was just a regular backdrop, and he was getting ready to land on his back. But Nakamura turned him over more, and he kind of got caught in the middle. Uh, Laugh, what did you think of this match? Because I know you are a big, very big on in-ring work. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. <laughs> First of all, John Cena is awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the, the shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, misclosed line, uh, suplex, five-knuckle shuffle has been bothering me a lot lately. Uh-huh. Uh, his STFU or whatever he, we call it these days. It, again, it, Nikki Bellas is better. We've, we've, we've talked about that. But it, it's documented that um, when my friends here had the Cena jar, uh, that I wanted to put money in it to, to put him over at the time <laughs> on my first unsanctioned episode. His stuff with AJ was incredible. Mm-hmm. I want them to wrestle again. I was stoked a few weeks ago when they teased it in the oh, beginning. Oh, me too. I thought I, it was going to come out and open that match. I, I really did. I was I was ready. I was ready for another one and then disappointed when they had a Teddy Long uh, tag, team, <laughs> tag team match. Uncle Teddy. Uncle Teddy. <laughs> Always good but I the move was, was botched. I think Cena didn't maybe doesn't know that move, didn't know it was coming. Nakamura didn't tell him, I need you to jump. Mm-hmm. I need you to do a flip. Yeah. And Cena's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Nakamura's not. <laughs> there was a lot wrong there. I thought he was dead. And, <laughs> I, I and I'm watching it with Joey. And I. so, John Cena, thank you for a wonderful performance. Thank you for years of hard work. Are there moves that I think you could do better? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, I love your couple, stuff. Couple the picks. fans love it too. So so thank you. Um, how do I say this? Uh, I do not like Nakamura on SmackDown. Really? I thought I I have not I have not enjoyed his in ring work. Was that a double negative or? I I wrote the in ring work. No, um, I, I think it was clear what you meant. The the entrance is wonderful. I believe JBL tried to compare it to Undertaker. Let's not get ahead <laughs> of ourselves here. Uh, experiencing the entrance in person was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Prep has a video of it, so if he plays it, you could hear my terrible voice singing along <laughs> with my son. Was Joey into it? Joey was into it. Yeah, was. my my daughter, who's five and a half, is into it. Really, she does the hand motions, and it's it's his entrance is awesome. I haven't been happy with his in ring work at all. I I didn't like the match last night. Um. The, the, the crazy ending is what, what got me into it finally. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. 
So I I give the match actually a thumbs down as mm. opposed to uh, a thumbs up and blame it on Nakamura. I still want to see Nakamura versus AJ, and I want to let them have a strong style-type match, and it will be wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, I think that should have happened at SummerSlam. Maybe we'll have to wait for WrestleMania at this point. But I highly anticipate, I, I can't wait to see that. I uh, think I think I got everything in there. Yeah, yeah thank you, <laughs> Joseph. I, I don't think it was a bit, as bad as he's saying as, as far as the match was concerned. I mean, it wasn't for as much hype as it got. It wasn't didn't hit that mark. Yeah, as the hype match. I mean, it didn't didn't kill you with it, and it should have. But it, I think it was a good TV match. Um, there were some good some good transitions there. I like how John Cena went for the two. Two finishers, right? Well, he rolled them up yeah. and kind of, kind of went for it. And I mean, some of that was really good. I mean, Nakamura again didn't blow you away, but I thought it was a solid match. He almost killed Cena. I mean, I saw <laughs> Cena laying on his back, like touching his fingers. I was like, oh, that guy's dead. Yeah, I thought he was like really that guy's hurt because mm-hmm. he couldn't get up. For I, mean, I don't know how he's. I mean, I guess because his neck is so strong. You can see when Cena gets up and he's fine. Nakamura is like, sorry, thanks. Yeah, my neck would have been broken. Yeah, I would have been dead. But uh, overall, I, I liked the match. It wasn't, like, it didn't live up to the hype, but it, 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 I liked it. Halo. I just wish we didn't get this on TV because it, it had that big match feel. But I can't knock them because we do want good television, and I, I, I really did want this as a pay per view match. And I'm glad there was no interference. I, I am glad that there was a clear finish so we could actually mm-hmm. get a one on one match at some at SummerSlam. I'm up in the air on what direction they're going to go with Nakamura and Jinder. I know we'll get to that in a second. I hope it's really good. And Big Match John, well, Six Minute John, (laughs) is moving on to Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, took out Baron Corbin at the beginning of 205 Live, put him through the announce table. So I'd assume that's what we get uh, for SummerSlam for him. Can we stop it with the Corbin love from this show? <laughs> we, I, he hasn't been good lately. I, again, I've never taken a bump. This is my opinion. I think he stinks. <laughs> I the, the match with Nakamura at the pay-per-view that stunk. That was horrible. That was horrible. Near our seats. I, I loved it. Someone yelled, give him another bear hug. <laughs> a, a third bear hug. I, I thought I was watching Andre. <laughs> Wasn't there a CM Punk and Elite chant during that yeah. match? It was a bad match. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't good at all. But overall, I think Corbin's been solid. I mean, well, where he lately, shined, lately he hasn't been doing a lot, but... Where he shined was talking smack. Yeah. He would get to come on there and have this persona, or he'd get to attack people. He doesn't have that outlet anymore, and now he's just kind of left to just having matches. And some guys are great when their whole role is to have a match, and some guys are great when their role is to be a character. And he's not getting to do what he is strong at. I mean, you need a little more from the great Maharaja. <laughs> Why not tell, tie Baron Corbin into there, too? Following him around, kind of keeping him on notice that I have the Money in the Bank title. You can still I forget have, that he even has yeah, the I know, Money in the Bank. Yeah, I they don't really make a reference to it. And you're going to have it pop out of nowhere and he maybe wins the title because that's what they do. And you're going to be like, oh, damn, I forgot he had the title. Yeah, they well, could play a little more. So... I always forget he has the briefcase until I see him with it. And some part of me thinks that's what they want you to do. Like, it seems like for the most part when somebody has the briefcase, they bury them in the hopes that you'll be shocked. When, well, you've been doing this for how many years? Like 12 years now? Yeah. We're not going to be surprised when somebody cashes in now. Like, you can't 
surprise us with it anymore. Yeah, that's what said. They always try to hide you, hide you, and you, you get booked like crap until it's time to cash in. Yeah, WrestleMania was a surprise. Um, and I actually think what they did at WrestleMania, it was 31, right? Mm-hmm. Was brilliant because everybody wanted Seth to catch it, cash in on that match. Nobody wanted to see Lesnar and Reigns. Nobody wanted to see Reigns win the title. And then Brock is manhandling Roman for like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden Roman starts to get it going and everybody's like, oh my God, they're gonna, Roman's still going to win. And then Seth comes in and saves the day and cashes in. That was probably an exception to being able to like shock people with a cash in. But at this point, it's really hard to surprise an audience and when it, someone cashes in. I mean, are you really going to be that excited when Corbin cashes it in and wins? Is it going to blow the doors off? No, like no. They, they probably could could build towards that being exciting, but they, they need have to. not done it. Um, yeah, I, I do think, though, it's smart that they put it on 205 Live because I've been saying this for a while. They should be utilizing the network more for actual things that are happening. Like, if you're watching Raw and you don't have a subscription and it runs over and you can flip to the network, it might make people more willing to buy the network who don't already have it. Or like to Alo's point, he mentioned that he didn't like that this match was on TV and not a pay-per-view, but they really have no incentive for to really build a pay-per-view because nobody's really buying it. Almost everybody who's watching it is watching it on the network. So what other than like WrestleMania or you know, the Rumble, whatever what pay-per-views are people going to really get together and buy? Do you know anyone who's bought a pay-per-view in the last three years? No. Didn't, didn't, Richie, talk, didn't Richie talk about that? I don't I don't remember. I think Richie said somebody he knows still buys pay-per-views. He, I think he did. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know anyone who's buying. And if you are, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You just pay the $10, $10.59 a month. That covers five pay-per-views. And you, if, you, if you watch two pay-per-views, you made your money back. <laughs> Like, I don't get why anybody's buying a pay-per-view at this point. They don't want to pay a nine ninety nine plus tax, Ron. I guess. I guess that, that's that what tax it has to is be. That tax is killing. It's uh, Pay the nine ninety nine, and then cancel it the next day. Yeah. Cheaper than the pay-per-view money. That's when, you go in, that's when you go in that one month free. That one month free money. And then you pay the, the next <laughs> month, so you get two months for the price of one, and then cancel it. Don't they track that one month, though? It's free. They're brilliant over there. They are. They know yeah. what they're doing. There was one pay-per-view, I don't remember if it was WrestleMania and Extreme Rules maybe, where they were advertising, if you order in the next week, you'll get these two pay-per-views for free. Yeah. Um, United States Championship. Actually, wait. I guess, did, did anybody have anything to say about gender? We get Shinsuke versus gender at SummerSlam. I hope there's substance to this because even in his first, in the promo backstage, he was talking about... I don't care if I face the American or the or the guy from Japan, mm-hmm. and I hope. I know it's gonna be about a whole a whole India thing, but don't make it versus India versus Japan. Well, that's the thing; they have nothing, no substance to give it because his whole character is that he's from he's Indian. Yeah, like that's literally what yeah. they gave him. That's kind of where they. Your character is your ethnicity. They painted themselves yeah. in a corner in that sense. Yeah, I had like hopes for this. That they could have, like, I, I had hopes like this is something different. They're going in a new direction. They're giving us someone we haven't seen on top before. But it's like they just didn't. Even, it feels like they didn't even try to do anything good with it. And laugh, I know. Do you consider this your title? 
What, I, what do you I've done I've done a complete 180 on gender, mm-hmm. and now I think I've done a 180 so back. You've done a complete 360. Yeah, <laughs> I, which is way too much spinning for for me. You do seem a little dizzy. Uh, you have no idea. Uh, I, it, it took me some time, but just like the the Iron Sheik. And getting the the heat and the hatred in the ring, I started to accept that. Okay, I gender, all right, in that character. Okay, let let's do it. His music is awesome. The entrance has a superstar feel to it. It looks. How much did you like it in person too? It was great. The the colors, mm-hmm. the, the the screen. But then he gets in the ring, and we've talked about Joe. I think you enjoy Randy Orton. Um, I do not. I haven't liked Orton. <laughs> I've heard. I haven't liked Orton in a long time, and I think it was a bad program. So I go with the the one eighty back. There's people that I want to have my title more than him, and you. You went there a second with AJ and Kevin Owens. This should be for the heavyweight championship that Hogan held, Mm -hmm. that the Warrior held, that Macho held, that Flair held. He held both. Mm -hmm. That Michaels and Brett and Austin and Stone Cold. Angle, The Rock. Yeah. Not gender. Um, Did he go back in the gym? Uh, Yeah. Did he work hard? Has he traveled the world? Has he been in cars in in the AM? Yes. But there's people that I feel should have the title more than him based on the success within the ropes, in the squared circle. So I want Nakamura to win at SummerSlam and... Be done with with gender. You've been saying the belt should be on Nakamura for at least two months, yeah. that I'm aware of. And remember, aware. I don't like his in ring work. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another yeah, one eighty. Well, the U.S. title has become the most important title on the show. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles get their rematch. Um, thought it was a good match. AJ counters the pop up power bomb to get the victory, but after a ref bump. The ref misses that KO's shoulder was clearly up. Uh, I will give them credit that at least they didn't do this on Twitter this time. Because that's how all these things happen. (laughs) A match ends, and then on Twitter you start seeing images of a shoulder up, and then it's a rematch the next week. I'm glad they did it within the show. They addressed it right away, and then Daniel Bryan makes Shane the guest referee referee, for the match. I thought, I said last week, I thought it was going to be Owens against Shane. For SummerSlam, obviously that's not going to happen, but I would assume that this is going to lead to that for, I don't know when, maybe Survivor Series, but I'd have to think them putting Shane as a special guest referee means somehow Owens is going to blame him for not winning, and it's going to lead to a match between the two of them. This is great, and it has a main event feel to it. Jesse the Body was a special guest referee oh, SummerSlam 99. with Foley. Foley, right? Austin, Triple H. Yeah. The Fatal 4-Way that Joe talks so highly of on Raw, that should end the show. 
It should. Uh, there'll be a filler in between, but AJ and Kevin Owens should be for the main title with special guest referee Shane McMahon, and it's gonna be awesome. They're mm-hmm. gonna deliver. It might set up a new program, okay? And I can't wait to see it. Me too, Joseph. What are your thoughts on this whole story? Well, I like, I, I like this match. It was a good match. Um, the ending was kind of kind of hinky. Which I guess that, that was kind of the, the deal. I guess with one eye you can't see the other other <laughs> shoulder clearly reaching out. Yeah, him getting checked out with like <laughs> it's really one eye you can't see everything. I guess. Um, I like you know the whole interaction with Shane and Daniel in the back. Um, Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens, and it leads to this rematch. Like we said, we're getting a lot of rematches these days, which I'm okay with this one though. Um, you're gonna see a good match at SummerSlam, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. A-Lo? Should be the main event though. <laughs> well, Kyoto. Well, Mike Kyoto channeled his inner Earl Hebner here. <laughs> but I'm glad they carried it over to backstage, so that kind of took away less frustration from. Mm-hmm. Well, frustration. Yeah, it was like okay, we're getting. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this was a thing. It just wasn't yeah. like left left thing. Kyoto mm-hmm. was actually involved in this whole story. But I, I like the match. The match was really good, and I like the fact that. Shane's involved now because Owens had a thing with Shane, and now Owens, AJ, that feud we've seen for since what is it, April or May now. Been a little while, yeah. We've seen it for a while, but the infusion of Shane makes it way more interesting because now Owens has a problem with Shane, and Shane has all the power in his hands for the match. So I am looking forward to the match, and I think you'll get more interaction between Owens and Shane than we get Owens and AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, do we think Shane plays a role in the finish? Of this he, match. he has to give the finger, like he, <laughs> like he, he did that to Austin, right? Yeah, yeah, with the Rock and the, when Rock joined the the corporation, right? Something yeah, Shane like that. took my favorite stunner of all time when he chugged the beer with oh, Austin, oh, yes. the stunner and spit out all the beer. Uh, unforgiven, my favorite stunner of unforgiven all time. Unforgiven two thousand. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. So um, what? I'll predict it right now. Yeah. Shane's gonna give somebody the finger. <laughs> he has to. There's my early SummerSlam prediction. Yeah, I do think though Shane ends up having a match with Owens, which I think will be awesome. I see it playing out as Kevin Owens blames Shane in the ring, kind of pushes him. Shane comes back, comes back with a fist. And Shane got attacked at SummerSlam last. He took a, an F5 at SummerSlam last year, right? In Brooklyn. Yeah, so he why not give him a pop-up power bomb in Brooklyn this year? <laughs> Brooklyn, your favorite place? Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> Speak so my highly. most favorite. Um, yeah, people always talk about I forget is it Corpus Christi, Texas that people is like revered as like the worst town for a live show. I'd much rather be in Corpus Christi <laughs> than in Brooklyn. That uh, that paper was rough. Yeah, uh, women's championship on SmackDown. Naomi's still the champion. She's facing Natty at SummerSlam. Tag match. I this match is like booked so early, it's almost like I don't know <laughs> where they where the story goes from here to we there. We said that last week. Yeah. It's like, okay, well that's a match, and then you're just doing stuff to fill time from now yeah. until then. I thought the match was fine. I liked I liked Carmella tagging in in the middle of the sharpshooter and then getting herself tapped out. Um, now Carmella has a match next week. I think it's the only thing advertised for next week. Um, I believe so, yeah. What do you think of Naomi, Laugh. What did you think of her entrance? You saw it live, I'm assuming, for the first time. I was Naomi. buying Joey popcorn and soda. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see her bring it to the floor. I did not. I was, I was buying 
the thirty-five dollar popcorn. I'll send you a video of me doing it. <laughs> it kind of gives you the same feel. <laughs> what do you think of it in general? Do you like the entrance? I do. I think two cut. Two comments here. Mm-hmm. These girls are working really hard. They yep. they are. They really, really are. But where is Charlotte? <laughs> oh, so apparently on WWE.com. <laughs> Charlotte is the, the best women's wrestler of all time. And she's Well that's gonna she's not there. Well that's gonna be it's that'll be an argument you have to the end of time because you can't. It's the women back, but what, what fifteen years ago? They didn't really get the time, and you kind of better than Charlotte. Are, are we talking about from a total character or in ring? C, all the above. <laughs> all the above. In the ring, nobody. I'll give you that. But then Ron has the argument about Sasha. About everybody has their best match with shot Sasha, and which I do agree with because we go run down every woman. They always have their best match. With Sasha, Charlotte doesn't seem to bring the best out of everybody. Charlotte's just like, just good by herself. Now, from every perspective, I'll give you Charlotte all day. But as far as a character, you have Trish Stratus. And going back in the TV 14 days, Trish did everything. And she pulled it off to a T. Like, we reviewed WrestleMania 17 and her Academy Award women performance (laughs) with Vince and Linda and that whole thing. Show me her bra. (laughs) Even, even like, um, her heel run in 2004 um, at WrestleMania 20 when she turned on Jericho and joined Christian. And then her her heel work with Lita. Um, I remember when Lita was about to marry Kane and Trish came out. Because Lita wore all black. And Trish came out in white lingerie. <laughs> and she had a line that says, Come on, Leah, just open your heart, just like you did your legs. I was like, yeah, That's it. I, I, well, How old was this, Alo? Huh? This was a 13 year old. Can we rewind that and just play that again for the listeners and for us? Remember when Kane was about to marry Leah? Oh, what are we doing here? Please! Vote, help! Vote the, vote the worst storyline in 2004, which I agree. Which I agree. But yeah, it's that will be an argument you have to the end of time. Like, I, I love Lita too, but she didn't have those heel runs as Trish. So I And I think Lita was kind of. Lita wasn't the best in the ring. She was very unorthodox. So I'll give Trish the edge over Lita to an extent in most of those categories. But I think it'll be between Charlotte and Trish. But then again, from the in-ring perspective, you have the whole Sasha versus Charlotte thing. It's, a, it's an argument you have to the end of time. That was a long answer to an easy question. <laughs> I think that was a very good argument, though. I, yeah, and I then, appreciate all those comments. And then, if then for people like me, you'll talk about Gail Kim. But Gail Kim got no love in WWE. Mm-hmm. So I, so I think she's underrated, underappreciated, because Vince never used her properly. Like, the, for her first night on Raw in 04, she won the title for no reason. And then after that, she dropped it. She did nothing ever again in Raw. Then she went to TNA. She was with Jarrett. Came back. WWE did nothing. The one thing I'll say, I love Naomi's entrance, and I'm glad I was championing her, mm-hmm. you know, when we started this show. Like, how good of an athlete she is, that there was a lot of potential there that just was going untapped. So to me, them giving her this entrance, them doing what they did with the title to suit her character, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm, you invested in somebody. It's good to see that. Um, but the thing that's odd about it to me is why is she presented on so much grander of a scale than, like, Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins are? Like, 
Seth Rollins has the most generic entrance music. He just comes out and walks out. Burn it down, Ron. Yeah, well, that, they <laughs> added that. So you're saying Seth Rollins should be coming out to this entrance? <laughs> no, but I'm saying why aren't they investing in the presentation of everyone more? It, it's it's odd to me. The, the company that, like Vince, you took the F out and put the E in for entertainment. Why are you, and, and they're always, that's their excuse for every complaint a, a smart fan has. Of like booking decisions and these things. That's always all we're entertainment. We're entertain. It's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Why are you're not always invested in the entertainment? Uh, it, it's like a contradiction to me. There's all just big cats. They knew for at least six weeks, probably more, that him and Enzo were going to have this falling out. And when it finally happened, and Cass came out to his own entrance music, it felt like they decided, okay, we're just going to give him this music like the day of. It does, like they're not prepared for this stuff. I don't. I'm, I'm disappointed with. I've said this multiple times on the show. If you apply for a job as a creative writer on Raw, the list of things required on your resume is astounding for the level of mediocrity that they ultimately produce. Unless you're Dewey Foley. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which most of us are not. Uh, yeah. I, but I. That was kind of a weird tangent, but. I, I do like her entrance, it, but then sometimes I think, like, well, why don't you put this much effort into everybody? She she is the woman's champion. Yeah. And you wouldn't know. I don't think she gets enough time. She almost seemed, feels secondary in the picture to me. Well, sh- well by the way, Charlotte, um, Lana challenged Charlotte. Lana was backstage with her mentor on WWE. Yeah, Can okay. we stop with this and Lana? And she you a challenge to So Charlotte Tamina's player. still mentoring her. Yes. I know they had a falling out last Yes. Can we stop with this Lana thing? Two, two comments, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have preferred Lana and Rusev in the Jinder Mahal role more than Jinder and the Singh brothers. Make Lana look better every week. It, it, that's, that's natural heat mm-hmm. that Rusev will get from guys like us mm-hmm. because we are not married to mm-hmm. Lana. Yeah. Rusev can be good in the ring. There was a missed opportunity there, in my opinion. The point you made about Big Cass and having mm-hmm. six or seven weeks, my brother and I talk about this all the time. <laughs> His entrance music was like the default music <laughs> from NWO versus the World on the Nintendo 64. I might be botching the names a little bit, but play along, guys. Yeah. Oh, the, the music came on, and it was so... Generic. Yeah. We we, we laughed. One thing about it's the weird. sing. One thing about the, go back to the sing brothers. How great was them wearing the brace over the clothes? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I just had to point that. Yeah. I'll, the I'll one brother with the neck brace, the other one with the sh- shoulder strap. Over the shirt. Yeah. It was awesome. They're Good. working really hard. They really are. The bumpy took off that cage. Awesome. Was awesome to see it live. I, I would rather have Rusev and Lana in that role, but. The, the Singh brothers have done a nice job. I yeah. will admit that. They've been like the, the true revelation of this whole Jinder Mahal thing because they do something entertaining every time he has a match. The Bollywood boys? Well, yeah, yeah, every more entertaining paper, than what he does. Yeah, every pay-per-view where he has a match. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only time he wrestles. Right. Um, tag teams. Not much. We had the New Day basically just dragging, or the, the Usos dragging the New Day in a promo basically mocking the New Day. <laughs> Did anyone notice immediately that it was not Big E? Not immediately. <laughs> it took a second. Because I didn't either. And I was. it took me like 
a, yeah, second and a half, where I was like, it doesn't quite sound like Big E, and I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, they that was all that happened with there. The Fashion Police. <laughs> we had Fashion Peaks, a Twin Peaks parody. Got pretty weird. Uh, I've kind of criticized some of the references they make on this show. Like, twi- I just watched Twin Peaks, like, a month ago. <laughs> I still have watched Decided, movies. like, you know what? I've always heard about this show. The new series came on 25 years after the show was canceled. Let me watch it. So I watched the two original seasons. I'm now caught up to the current season. I can't imagine how many people watched this and knew what the hell they were referencing. I didn't. You might know what Twin Peaks is. Like I had no idea. I knew it was Twin Peaks, but I was like, okay. As someone who literally has watched every episode within the last six or seven weeks, I was like, okay, I say they hit this, they hit that, they did a good job, and I'm like, I gotta be like one of 15% of people that has any idea what the hell they're doing here. Um, I don't know, do you guys think it was as weird? The X-Files is one thing. The X-Files was probably canceled 20 years ago almost. But I guess that's kind of like a show that has some longevity, they did a movie... This this show was on in 1991. Yeah, I, I didn't get the references. <laughs> I didn't get the maple I, wood. I was actually talking about the X-Files recently. Didn't it just restart? Uh, Twin Peaks no, restarted. No, X-Files. I don't know. Maybe? They did, but didn't last long. Oh, no. didn't? Okay. Do you remember the Simpsons episode yes. with the X-Files? Mm-hmm. When they... When they put Homer on a lie detector and they say, Mr. Simpson, we're going to ask you a series of questions. Answer yes or no. Do you understand? He says yes. <laughs> I'm watching that again tonight as soon as I get home. Uh, Maybe we'll parody The Simpsons next. Oh, oh. Uh, I'll jump right in here. I hate this. I know you guys think it's funny. Um, I find the chalk, the, the cork board. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. The the Sami Zayn stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think that's good, but I I haven't liked this at all. You don't have the same tolerance for silliness that I do. Right. <laughs> Ron is a high tolerance for silly. Yeah. You're like a low level silly <laughs> tolerance. I, I guy. want them to change their name to the Fashion Police. I think they deserve a, a title run here. But this whole thing, I I don't I don't like. I don't want them dressing up in the ring, <laughs> janitors or Mickey Bellas or anything like that. I just want them to wrestle. I want uh, Fandango to do the Alabama Jam off the top rope and get a three count. That's what I want from them. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um... You do want to see? Do you, did you say you do want to see them get a, a run with the title? I think they should get a run with the title. Yes, I do. I agree with that. Um, Sami Zayn takes an L to Aiden English. Give them credit. I I'm curious about your take on this. I love that that Aiden English got the entrance. Yeah, that he got, I did too. Where he got to do his whole shtick going down the ramp. Uh, then he gets the win. What do, What do you think of Aiden English and this gimmick? laugh somebody likes it could that somebody be Vince we had a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire (laughs) and now we're getting a theatrics opera type drama king singing here GBOF the opening match at the pay-per-view was fun Mm -hmm. Uh, this little run since has been fun 
Uh, your interview with his partner was <laughs> awesome. To tie it all, put a nice it. little nice little bow around it. I still love Zane. Mm-hmm. Joey can't say halluva kick. <laughs> How's it come out? Halluva ha, kick. Halluva kick. Yeah, it's weird. I enjoy it. I like it. Good. Uh, Joseph, as a trained thespian yourself, trained how thespian. do you feel about the, the drama king? I like him. I like him. I always thought they were underutilized when they were the tag team. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see this guy get a kind of semi-push now. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Um, I'd like to see Sami Zayn get more of a push on the, on the other side of it. You know, I think he has more potential than what they're using him for, but I enjoyed it. I think we're beyond Sami Zayn getting a... I don't think we're ever going to see Sami Zayn be a top guy. We're in Bray Wyatt territory. I think he just is what he is. They know, hey, people like him. People want to see him win. People will always cheer for him. He's got a fun style to watch. We don't ever have to make him a top guy. That's kind of what I what I'm feeling about. I'll throw him. that I'll throw that flag out after after this round of WrestleMania. We'll okay. see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see what happens. Alo, I do like this because um you know I was a fan of. Of Aiden English, because mm-hmm. like, we talked to Simon, like Simon Grimm, he was like, "Why don't they do anything with these guys? Yeah. We, always, we always had a sm- we only had a small dose of them together, and they were fu- they were really fun together." Um, I did like he finally got a actual full entrance and not just the in ring thing. And like you said, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn. That, this is what Sami Zayn has always is always has always been. And I got to hit a power of love this week. Yeah, twice, twice, twice. They they the song hit. They basically said. We love each other, and we're glad you lost. And then they hit the music again. So you got it twice within like 30 seconds. I like the song. Anyone else with thoughts on uh, the Canellises? Can I go back to Aiden English yes, and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. one minute, please? Wrestlers have been tan since 1984. <laughs> the only one that wasn't was Sheamus. Yeah. Can, can he get a tan? <laughs> he is. And if he doesn't want to go in the tanning bed... Do the spray tan. Some of us fair-skinned people don't tan. <laughs> I said do spray tan then. And and for health purposes, I don't want anyone getting skin cancer. <laughs> You're not an advocate of skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> he could come out looking triple A. You're not part triple of the, the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> but stop being so pale. I it, it drives me crazy. He is shockingly white. Yeah. The, the thing with Sami Zayn, and we're... What can we expect anymore? I want a Midnight Rider like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I want a Mr. USA, Mr. America, whatever Hogan. Put the Generico mask on. Pretend like we don't know him. Pretend like Sammy doesn't know him. And run with it. That gimmick hasn't <laughs> been, like been dusted off in a while. Um, NWA did a version with Black Scorpion. You know, who's Black Scorpion mm-hmm. too? I would... Love to see Generico come back, and Sammy deserves some type of gold. And if you're not going to give him gold, put him back at NXT and let him be the champ. He was awesome there. Yeah. How many El Generico t-shirts would they sell if he came out with that mask? I bought one already. I know. (laughs) They would sell it. You're gearing up for the run? They'd sell sell a lot. They'd sell masks. They'd sell figures. It would be... It'd be great, but it makes too much sense. <laughs> As Alo would say, that's too good for us. <laughs> uh, we had Rusev 
get a win over Gable. Does anybody remember like last week all the dirt sheets were saying like huge things are in store for for Chad Gable? <laughs> yeah. Now he loses to Rusev. I mean he The has, match was good. Yeah, it match. was good. But usually these matches you see him getting squashed. Mm-hmm. Which, so I was impressed by that. And for a second there you thought he would win. Yeah, the match was good. But now we're getting Orton and Rusev at SummerSlam. It's your boy. And for me, you could throw out a quote laugh that you've said at least two or three times on this show already. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Is anybody excited for Rusev and Randy Orton? Why? (laughs) I don't don't know. Because Orton is buddies with Triple H and he wants to give him a SummerSlam paycheck. We know he's going to get a SummerSlam paycheck, no doubt, but against Rusev, who, who wants to see that? Well, Rusev was calling out all, all, all people. He said no one can beat him. And then you know Randy Orton's going to win because he lost three pay-per-views in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice after he said that no one can beat him and they played Rusev's music? Yeah. Rusev, Rusev was looking around. <laughs> Rusev was looking around. Something's wrong here. That's, that's not the right music. <laughs> so I was waiting. I, was I popped for that. I Me did. too. So I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't put it in my notes. But the whole time he was talking, I was waiting for him to get interrupted. And then you need to te- you need to uh, send Road Dog a Twitter on that. Like nice, nice job, <laughs> nice job with missing the cue on the music. Uh, I was waiting for somebody to interrupt him, and then his music hit. So I was like, oh, I guess nobody's interrupting. Yeah. And then he got confused. Like, why are you confused by your own music? And then obviously Orton's music. That was so good. Now that we're bringing great. that up. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rusev's gimmick. Now. Yeah, he confused by his music. <laughs> It, yeah, it's over already. Yeah, Joseph, do you care about Orton and Russo? <laughs> Not generally. I mean, maybe if we were talking about a TV match, sure. Pay per view? No, I have no real. Maybe it's a Punjabi prison match, yeah. <laughs> You're dying to see another one of those bad boys. Woo! <laughs> uh, that's everything I got for SmackDown. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Uh, when Gable did that version mm-hmm. of a belly to belly or a mm-hmm. belly to back, or and, and he was the holding rolling. on rolling uh, version of a three amigo, different suplex, of mm-hmm. course, that was so good. Do that again, please. So you're a big Gable fan? Not yet. Really? He's did throwing Rusev around like a rag doll. He's half his size. It, it was great. Did you watch an NXT? No. Oh. I want him to cut his hair. but that move I loved I popped for that move absolutely so I had fun that I watched that match that match was great the promo at the end with the music I found that funny Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was silly I was laughing at their mistake that'd be silly Uh, I don't. I as the silliness expert on this show, I don't classify that as silly. I think that was just a botch. Kicked your leg out of your leg. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't day. intended to be silly. It was a botch, but it's silly that you got such a kick out. Yeah, it was funny though, especially how like he really did like not have any control over how shocked he was. Like Cormier's interview with Rogan had oh, more, uh, yeah, more sense to it. Yeah, and that was rough. Uh, I mean, I guess that's everything. Um, last thing I'll say, I believe SmackDown was in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of drama in Cleveland <laughs> these last couple weeks. Oh, before I get to this, do we have a listener question? Yes, we do. We have one from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lester. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will John Jones show up at SummerSlam? 
Oh, man, I would love to see it happen, and I know H is really gunning to get Mayweather and McGregor on before their fight, and I don't think that's going to happen. So maybe, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no as much as I want it to happen. Joe, Joe Laff, what do you think? You think he's going to be there, or you just want him there? Yes, he's going to be there. <laughs> I think that's more of hope. I see a lot of hope in that. I'm going to say I severely doubt it. You doubt it? I won't rain on your parade, but I don't see that. <laughs> He'll be somewhere front row. So you do think he will be there? Front so we're row. split on it. I would love to see it happen. It makes a lot of sense to do it. Even if they don't have any, even if there's no intention of this fight actually happening, they love getting talked about. They love trending on Twitter. So they'd be stupid not to do it. You mentioned Star Wars earlier. And uh, what was the line from Rogue One? Hope? That's what rebellions yeah. are, are built upon. Mm-hmm. I hope. I want it to happen. <laughs> Bring it on. Vince and H, maybe people will pay, per, pay buy the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I think it would be really smart for them if, to do If you're listening, John Jones, he's not asking for much. I mean, he's asking for a reincarnation of Macho Man. He's asking for some major <laughs> title runs for Matt Hardy. And he's asking for you to be a ringside. Not a lot. I'm willing to start a GoFundMe to buy a front row ticket for John Jones to be there at SummerSlam. Can we start a GoFundMe for Royal Rumble tickets? <laughs> I will start that. We, as well. we need one of those. We can start them side by side. We really need one of those. <laughs> yeah. So before I was get before I got to the listener question, I was mentioning the turmoil in Cleveland, <laughs> where SmackDown was just hosted at the Q. Uh, LeBron James, if you ever want to get out of that and you want a place to just sit back and relax. There's always a seat open with me on Matt Madness Unsanctioned. So, if you want to get away from everything on your summer break, I'm always here. Uh, with that being said, we have Falls Count Anywhere. Listen, A Perfect Edge coming very soon. Listen to that. Give a listen to Josh Prepaguina's Unsanctioned episode with Anthony Cortez Haynes. Uh, and please, subscribe to the show. Five-star reviews for... Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever. Love you. Joe Rodermill. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. For special guest, the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, Joe Lafferty. I'm Ron Pasher, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.